Have you felt the pressure of uncertainty in your business, the economy, and the world at large? What if uncertainty could actually be turned into competitive advantage? Today, Meredith Elliott Powell will coach us on how to thrive in uncertainty. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great people and companies grow. What if uncertainty could be turned into competitive advantage for your company? By the end of today's conversation, I think you'll be convinced that you can thrive in uncertainty. As we start today, I want to challenge you to think creatively about your business. Earlier today, I had the pleasure of working with a financial services team to develop their revenue growth strategy. What I love to see from this leadership team is how enthusiastic they were about getting strategic and creative when it comes to their revenue growth. Watching them work together to craft a strategy for their future was a lot of fun. I want to challenge you to work together in your company to develop a strategy for the future. As we say on the C-Suite Radio Network, this is the time to drive and thrive, and we need to work together to make this happen. I also like to give a special shout out to Douglas Burdett, host of the acclaimed Marketing Book Podcast. We had a great discussion on growth strategy. Douglas is a fantastic interviewer, and if you want ideas to grow, look for my conversation with Douglas on the Marketing Book Podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes. Today, you are going to be challenged and inspired by our guest, Meredith Elliott Powell. She is a certified strategist that helps leaders and businesses decrease their stress and increase their results by working smarter in today's economy. Meredith is the author of several great books, including the new book coming out this January, Thrive, Turning Uncertainty into Competitive Advantage. She'll challenge you to redefine your vision in the midst of the changes all around us. Meredith recommends a cadence that will help you identify and capitalize on the changes in your industry and marketplace. You'll learn all of this and more. This episode is packed with practical ideas. So grab a pen and a notepad and get ready to meet Meredith after a brief word from our sponsors. Meredith, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. I am excited to be here and excited to have this conversation today. Well, and this is um, a very timely and, and important conversation here as we are in the fourth quarter. We're looking uh, back at a year that was probably a year we'll probably want to turn the page on in a lot of ways. And we're looking forward in, into a new year that that really, I think it's going to be a make or break year for a lot of businesses. And this is a time to get strategic, right? Oh, absolutely. I heard, uh, I was listening to a business owner talk uh, the other day and they said they can kind of hold on 
probably through the first first quarter of next year. But if something doesn't shift and if something doesn't change, it will be a make or break. You know, I think we're going to see kind of who comes out um, the other side. And I don't necessarily think it will be based on um, uh, resources. I think there's going to be more to it that it's going to take it to make it in 2021. Well, and that's why I love, you know, I've loved, I really enjoyed listening to you talk over the last couple of years about strategy and the book coming out. By the way, congratulations. Thanks. We got pre-launch. You can already order Thrive, Turning Uncertainty into Competitive Advantage. I'm so excited for that book coming out in January. And I'm also excited because I get a sense we're going to get a taste of some of that today. <laughs> we and are. This is, I mean, uncertainty. If there was a word of the year for 2021, it would probably be a toss-up between pivot and uncertainty. (laughs) And those two are very, very related. But you say uncertainty can be turned into competitive advantage. Boy, it sure doesn't feel like that. What are you thinking in terms of uncertainty being competitive advantage? You know, so, Daryl, I have been doing, um, I have just been doing research and I've kind of been fascinated with the word uncertainty. And let me tell you, we don't like the word. In fact, the no. research showed that we would rather know something bad is going to happen than to have to live in the unknown. I think that's amazing. Like, you wow. Would rather I tell you something bad is going to happen. So, along with the research I started doing, I just did an informal poll, maybe 500,000 people, and asked a simple question When uncertainty hits, are you somebody who runs to the sound of the gunfire and takes action, or are you somebody who takes a wait and see approach? And over 74% of the people that answered said, I take a wait and see approach. And that just made me run to the sound of the gunfire even faster because I thought we have to help people learn to embrace uncertainty because even when this pandemic is over, it's just going to be one big whirlwind um, you know, after another, I was just on the phone with a client before you, and she said, "Sure, we're worried about the, you know, we're worried about uncertainty, but we have environmental issues, we have regulatory issues, we have competitors, consolidation, we got uncertainty all the time." So I want it to be something that businesses learn to use as an asset rather than something they fear or avoid. I really like that mindset because I think, you know, one of the things that that's been interesting to me, Meredith, this year with the the pandemic and and all of it, it it seems like that's all we've talked about. Yeah. There's lots of other stuff going on. There are lots of other sea level changes happening and and in some ways I think uh, maybe we've been a little tuned out to those just dealing with the urgency of of the shift of the pandemic, but Wow, you know, just thinking about moving into this next year, how in the world do you even begin to categorize where to start in the middle of all this <laughs> uncertainty as you're as you're creating a strategy? Well, I think that the um, I think the place that you really need to start is that um, you truly need to redefine your vision, um, mm. the vision of what your company was going to be before COVID hit, and what it's going to be now need to change and need to be different. I mean, look at the business, you know, that I'm in. I mean, before COVID, I was a professional speaker. I, you know, I did 200 days or, you know, on the road a year, jumping planes and, um, you know, talking to audiences. Let's even assume that came back after first quarter. I'm not going to be able to jump on planes like I used to. I mean, there used to be 14 flights a day out of Kansas City. Well, that's mm-hmm. not probable anymore. I'm going to probably be lucky if there's one, <laughs> right. you know? So, um, 
So I think we all need to relook at um, at our vision. And I, let me just say, I am a trained strategist, a certified strategist. I came to strategy kicking and screaming. In my bones, I'm a salesperson. <laughs> Why do you need to plan? Why do you need to do any just of that? Just go sell something, right? Make some calls. Yeah, until I got forced into it. And um, boy, if you really begin with the end in mind, if you know where you're going, if you have a vision, then you can really begin to set the plan. But I think that what people need to understand is you're going to have to redefine it. I think that is so, so important just to, to stress here on this sales and marketing conversation. You know, for us sales professionals, usually the answer is, Ah, just drive some more activity. Go make some more calls. Well, to talk to who about what, right? And then marketing, same thing. Oh, just run some campaigns, send some more emails out, you know, do some advertising. Okay, to whom about what? And and this strategic conversation is really uh, important right now because the outcomes that people want, even your current customer base, the outcomes that they're looking for, the problems that they have to solve good chance they changed and maybe we'll shift again in the new year. Oh, I, I, absolutely. And we will talk about that when we talk about really kind of actively keeping the, um, keeping the strategy fresh. But I think you've made a really important point that I, that I want to dive into there is that marketing and sales are, are a piece of the overall strategy. When I'm saying really redefine the vision, I want you to redefine the vision for where your organization is going, whether you're a large corporation or whether you're, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, a smaller entity, it doesn't matter. You're going to use, we no longer live in an environment. That's the reason you have the podcast where sales and marketing can be separate initially. Right. They have to be working together. I'd even throw operations in there, mm-hmm. um, you know, as as well. So until you have that overarching vision of what needs to be accomplished, we can't develop our individual strategies to figure out how to get there. Great, yeah, it's so critical right now. This this is, you know, the good news about all this is this is a defining moment, and this is a moment where I think as a lot of organizations we. Yeah, maybe we didn't need to up our game yeah. before, but but this is a time where we we really do need to up our game, and I think we're going to be better for it. So going into into the fourth quarter, and we're all going into this strategic, um, you know, mindset and recrafting the vision. Um, I mean, that's a pretty big deal, and you, I would say, you definitely want to get that right as an organization. So. I mean, there's so much we could probably talk about the entire rest of the podcast about reframing your vision, but like what, like what's the, what's the beginning point of that? So you don't get to just the corporate vision with a bunch of buzzword adjectives that nobody believes in. Like how how do you really start and and create a a compelling, authentic um, and helpful vision right now as an organization? Well, I am about to be pretty unconventional. (laughs) Um, And that is that um, I'd expect no less, Meredith. (laughs) I don't want you to spend a lot of time on the vision. I want you to get the right people in the room. You know, you need to you need to be looking at it from different, um, you know, perspectives. You got to have, you know, marketing and sales and operations and, you know, finance and everybody at the table you need at the table, those stakeholders, maybe some board members. But I just want you to blurt it out. Literally, where do you see the company in five years? I don't want you to wordsmith it. I don't want you to make it pretty. I don't want you to do any of that. I don't want to spend more than a meeting 
working on the vision. Because here's the thing about goals and visions. We just need them to point us in the right direction. Mm. We're going to design a strategy that is going to blow past those. Okay. And I'll liken it to this. When you were a kid, when you were in second grade, what did you want to grow up to be? Me? Yeah. Oh, a cowboy. A cowboy. Okay, great. I wanted to grow up. I was going to grow up to be an orthodontist. I have no idea why, but I was going to grow up to be an orthodontist. Yes. Now, you are not a cowboy and I am not an orthodontist. But and you don't having, torture people for a living now. So that's good. That's very good. <laughs> Sorry. But by having those visions, yeah. it put us on a path. Our True. strategy became, I had to go to grade school. I had to go to oh, high yeah. school. I had to go to college. And the vision changed the further mm. down the path we got. But if we weren't raised in families that pointed us in a direction, we never would have gotten anywhere. So my personal belief is, We get too hung up on the vision. It has to be this perfect thing. No, look, the world shifted around you. Tell me how the business needs to change. Where do you see it in the next two or three years? Let's pull the trigger and let's go. I love it. And let's set sail into uncertain waters. So how do we make uncertainty a a competitive advantage? Yeah. So once you really have that, um, really, once you have that vision, once that you have that belief, that has to be something that becomes relentless in your organization. Mm. You have to be, you've got to motivate both yourself and your team around your relentless vision. You know, one of the biggest challenges is with uncertainty is that people want control. And it's the one thing you can't have in the middle of an uncertain marketplace. Mm-hmm. So you have to give them belief and confidence. Belief and confidence is that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I was telling this story earlier in a presentation, but you know, one of the best examples I can give is um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. Um, mm-hmm. And it is because these people are going through what for them was the worst challenge of their life. And they were doing something they didn't necessarily believe could be done. But when Martin Luther King Jr. stood up and gave that I have a dream, he painted the picture of what it would look like. And now all of a sudden people could align themselves to get behind something because they could see what the result is going to be. That's all you're trying to do with you know, is that vision. But he couldn't just, the reason that speech was so eloquent and lived on was because people needed to hear it over and over again. So, yeah. so you, you've really, you've really got to start with that piece. Well, and that's beautiful. And, and thinking about that through the eyes of sales and marketing, I mean, this, is, this becomes the story that you tell now to, you know, your prospects, to your clients about, where where we're going and um, what the what the vision is. What are some other areas where where you can turn this uncertainty word of the year, everybody, into competitive advantage? Uh, what are yeah. some other things we should be thinking about? God, you know, there's so many strategies. Um, I want to tell you one more thing about vision, though, because I want to connect mm-hmm. it to, to sales. Okay. Um, when I the very first traditional sales job I had was in banking. Um, back in a day when bankers didn't want to be salespeople. And um, and uh, and I had a boss who we worked in a, a bank who we were number four in market share. And he used to just walk around to us all the time and say, our goal, we are going to be in the next three years, we're going to be number one in market share. I know it. I feel it in my bones. That's how simple his vision was. Mm-hmm. He started every meeting with that. He ended every day with that. If you met with him, you would say that. And, and you know what? 
in less than three years, we were number one in market share. (laughs) It was just like, that's, you know, that's how powerful, but he was relentless. He never shut up. It was like his number one job was to, you know, was to tell us that. But I think the other piece that really goes very strongly with that is that you can't be Pollyanna. It's not all about the vision. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think one of the most important things that you need to do with strategy is that you need to realize that your strategy needs to flex and change. And the way that it flexes and changes is you need to anticipate the changes coming in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. The one thing that we know is that the way that we sold at the beginning of the year can't be the way we sell now, won't be the way we sell in first quarter, won't be the way we sell at the end of the year. But the problem with change is we wait for change to show up and you need to be proactive about it. You need to be thinking consistently at least every month about the changes coming in your marketplace and asking yourself, what do we need to be doing to take advantage of that? Every sales and marketing person listening to this podcast you know that in the next year, there are going to be mergers and acquisitions. There are going to be industries that you sold into that aren't going to make it. There are going to be new ones that are popping yep. up. There are going to be opportunities for products and services that you haven't even created yet. And you have to ask yourself, are you going to be ahead of that curve? Wow. It's the old surfboard, right? In front of the wave or under the wave. And and it's just the waves are coming in pretty often right now. And, um, you know, I, it's one of the things that I've, I've really appreciated. I had the opportunity to share some time with you a couple of weeks ago, and you talked about developing this cadence in your business and even maybe in your, your personal life as well, where, where you just sit down on a regular basis and you ask yourself some questions um, that are going to help you get in front of the change or at least identify it so that you're maybe catching some waves rather than getting swamped. Uh, refresh me on what some of those questions were because they were so rich. Yeah, it's just a tool that I call a skeptic. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are a leader listening to this, understand this is one of the most powerful ways you can give, um, you you can really build a team that wants to change. And, um, and I know that's almost an oxymoron, right? Because right. people don't like to change. Right. But this tool really puts it into place. And it's just a matter of spending time every month and asking yourself, what changes do we see happening in society? What changes do we see happening um, with competition? What changes do we see happening economically, politically, with technology, with industry, and with customers? And then what, if any of those changes, do we need to be paying attention to now? I'll give you a great example. I, you know, Speaking of the banking industry, I was working with a um, group of bankers, and we were talking about what shifts and changes they see. And in technology, they're seeing a lot of their older customers um, moving to mobile banking, something mm-hmm. that they didn't think would ever happen. So they're now they're going to work with their IT department to expand some of those services, but they think it's a real opportunity for them to boost sales in, mm-hmm. um, in 2021 because their competitors are not noticing that trend. Right. Yeah. And I think that that mindset of, of saying, okay, let's not bury our head in the sand and hope nothing changes. Let's just expect that things are going to change. And Let's change equals opportunity. It's so funny when we're doing, you know, when we do revenue growth plans for clients, sometimes we'll go through a SWOT analysis, just, you know, just good old fashioned SWOT analysis. And it's always interesting how the things that are opportunities or threats 
really could be in either column, depending yes. on how you look at it. And it's, um, I think this mindset right now of change equals threat, um, if you can flip that to change equals opportunity, um, that may be the biggest decisive factor on who's going to succeed in this next season. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think it's a matter of do you, but do you have a process that allows you to, to do that? I mean, it's sure we can all, like a lot of us made an opportunity out of this pandemic, mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways we were, we were treading water just trying to get our head above. So you won't see every change coming, but if right. you can identify and spot the changes coming in the marketplace and for sales and marketing professionals, one of the biggest trends that you're going to see is your competition is going to shift and your customers are going to shift and technology is going to shift. Mm-hmm. And if you can focus on really seeing the shifts ahead of time, you have so much time to really take advantage of those. I mean, mergers and acquisitions are going to be some of the best sales opportunities because no merger ever goes well. So it's your time to pounce (laughs) on your competitor, you know? And, you know, if your competitor is, um, you know, if, if you've got new technology and really, I really think that the communication needs to improve between operation sales and um, and marketing. I mean, mm-hmm. sales is the engine that really understands what's going on with the customer. And the mm-hmm. more you can communicate that to technology, the more you can communicate that to marketing, the more effective they can be in helping you be effective. I agree wholeheartedly. And it's interesting because, um, you know, in these sales and marketing alignment conversations that we're getting involved in more and more, they are becoming sales, marketing, and operations because you yeah. realize. Um, I think it's our good friend, Mark Hunter, that says you don't close a sale, you open a relationship. And, you know, the the real um, opportunity, and we've been talking about this a lot on Revenue Growth Live recently, the real opportunity is in expanding inside your current client base. And I think when we look into 2021, yes, there's going to be net new opportunities because of some of the shakeups. There's also going to be tremendous opportunities to cross-sell additional products and services if we have our ears open and if we have the processes on a sales and marketing and operations standpoint to do so. Yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. I think that one of the biggest challenges facing salespeople um, right now is they have to let go of two parts of the sales process. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first part of the sales process is building reputation in the marketplace and building awareness. They've got to give that over to marketing. It's not that you can't go to networking events. You can't tend your LinkedIn profile. All of those things are that the, um, I think the buyer is over 50% of the way to decision. Don't quote me on that. It's not exactly right. <laughs> Brent, Brent Adamson will chime in, in on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, there's somewhere, you know, somewhere over halfway to the close mm-hmm. before making a buying decision before a salesperson, before they ever engage or talk to a salesperson. Um, and, and so the problem with that is you are entering the game at halftime. You cannot win the game mm-hmm. if you enter at halftime. Right. So you need marketing, you know, you need marketing to do that. The other piece is the moment that you open the relationship to use Mark's terms, sorry, it's going to get turned over to operations. People like in an environment where I, as a customer have a choice the moment that you hand me over to accounting and they don't handle my bill very well, I don't care how charming you were, right. I'm out of there. 
So everybody's got to have a seat at that table and everybody's got to have that customer mindset. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And and most of our conversations now are actually not about sales and marketing. They're about aligning everything around the client experience, because at the end of the day, that is what is going to define uh, success. Well, Meredith, I, I'm so, first of all, thank you so much. This is, I knew this was going to be a phenomenal conversation and yet this has been so powerful and I'm excited about thrive <laughs> with yeah. if that could be the word thrive turning uncertainty in, into competitive advantage coming to amazon and other bookstores near you in january right yeah i'm so excited about ah. it you know it's probably it's not only going to be in amazon and other bookstores but you are going to find me on um on little soap boxes in towns <laughs> all over the u.s just <laughs> preaching because this the this formula really works and if i want to accomplish anything in 2021 it's really to help people see uncertainty as opportunity because there is so much opportunity out there right now well i love it and uh, meredith thank you we are all cheering you on uh, from the revenue growth podcast community this is just wonderful Well, I always love talking with you. So thank you for inviting me back on again. Oh, and I'm sure we'll get to talk soon. And everybody else in the Revenue Growth uh, Podcast community, thank you. I mean, this is the time, as we've been saying on the C-Suite Radio Network, right now is the time to drive and thrive. And being able to thrive in uncertainty is definitely the key. So this is uh, this is an extremely pertinent conversation. And I want to say thank you to everybody out there in sales, in marketing, in leadership, in organizations, and operations for all that you're doing right now to push um, to be ready for the future, to set yourselves up for success. Because as we've been saying, it's truly um, the forward-thinking visionary business people who are going to drive our future success in our countries and our economies and our companies and all of it. And and I'm just truly inspired by what I see out there. So keep at it. We've got exciting news coming up from the Revenue Growth Engine here in the next few weeks. So stay tuned on that. And until next time, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.